Greetings, and welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. I love the power glove. It's so bad. No! I feel the need. The need for speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Look I what you did, you little jerk. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. You are next. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Welcome back again to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. We are hitting the ground running. Clint Schweitzer, Noah Groninger here, and we are delving in to our favorite childhood show of all time, Saved by the Bell. This is episode two. It's actually episode one on your DVDs if you're watching it, so go ahead and crank it up if you guys are doing the watch-along with us. But uh, we wanted to do it. Obviously, we did uh, episode one on King of the Hill, which actually didn't air at all the 15th episode, but it's the definitive first episode. We wanted to start with it. From now on, Noah, everything will be in order in your DVDs if you're one of those OCD people like me. So <laughs> just start it up, my friends. Absolutely. We're dancing to the max here. We start off with this one. Uh, Casey Kasem makes a guest appearance. Uh, great to see him in there. His colorful sweaters. Mr. Belding joins in on that. But it opens up at the max, and I found this a little interesting. You've got Jesse, Slater, and Kelly sitting at one booth, and then in the other booth behind them, it's Lisa, Zach, and Screech. Usually later on in the uh, series, you see them all kind of huddled around uh, one booth. It was kind of interesting to see them off in uh, two little groups there. Yeah, you've got this like really ambitious scene where uh, the Max is packed and kids dancing, a lot of extras that you've never seen before, certainly not again. But I don't think you can understate the importance of Casey Kasem. Our first finalists, the exciting Spandex twins, Kelly Kapowski and A.C. Slater. And his involvement here. Obviously, everyone knows Casey Kasem from uh, American Top 40. I remember listening to that as a kid, just his voice, obviously the the golden voice from the Golden State as he's, uh, you know, introduced by Max there and they're going to have this dance party at the Max. And so it kind of sets in for it sets forth this motion of uh, what the episode is going to be, which is, you know, who's going to pair up with who they're going to win this dance contest. Of course, <laughs> Zach and uh, Slater both want to go with Kelly, but that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the basis here. That's where it starts. And why you know, don't you go with the best dancer? Slater's famous line that proceeds to do the most ridiculous dancing we may have ever seen, which should have had Kelly choose Zach right on the spot right there. That's funny. I have that in my notes. Slater looks like an <laughs> idiot dancing to gain her favor. Um, and yeah, it's just like, it's kind of the first time we see Slater do this. He does things like this throughout the series later on. And, uh, I think it's like breaking, and but breaking up is hard to undo where he's going to, you know, have the, like the leotard on and dance. it's just, mm -hmm. it's just always kind of awkward. And, uh, so we see that take place. And then you've got the, um, uh, the plot point of Jesse being too tall for all of her suitors. She's just uncomfortable with it. She thinks she's a freak. She doesn't want to, you know, d dance with any of these guys because she's taller than them all. And Elizabeth Berkeley was a little older than the average high school student at this time. So kind of stands to reason. She was. I like that, though. Danny asked, Danny asked her to go out, uh, go and be her dance partner for this. Jesse rejects him because, like you said, she's too tall. And then he proposes to skip the dance and kiss all night. And I thought that was a great idea. Zach thought that was a great idea. I thought she should have accepted that offer. Well, Jesse winds up giving like a hapless Zach dance lessons. That's kind of where this goes is a friendship between um, Zach and Jesse, which obviously existed before their next door neighbors. And it's kind of played upon that, you know, Zach has this crush on Kelly, 
but Jesse's his best friend from childhood and they live next door to each other. And so henceforth, he's going to be taking dance lessons. He kind of lies to Kelly about uh, his dance prowess and Jesse's got to get him, uh, you know, ready to go, ready to, to impress her to, to maybe be her dance partner for the, uh, for the dance party at the max. Yeah. And you get a view into Jesse's room as she's teaching Zach how to dance and you get a kind of a view into, if you're paying close enough attention to who Jesse is a little bit more, she's got posters all over her room. Uh, a couple that I'll read here, do nothing. And eventually nuclear war will come to an end. And then she's got a peace sign that says back by popular demand and then nuclear symbols and a skull that says radiation kills. So that kind of gives you an impression into who Jesse is and that uh, she's probably not someone you're going uh, to really care about throughout the series. I, th that's how I took it anyway. I, I find Jesse kind of dull and not one of the, the characters that I really cling to and look for uh, what her plot point is in the series and in the show. She's, a, she's obviously a feminist and yeah. uh, stands up for rights. She would fit in really well with a lot of uh, the women of today. And it would be interesting to see what her thoughts are and things like Donald Trump being president and things. I'm sure that she would just be such a huge fan. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think the, 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 the pivotal moment to this episode to me is um, Casey Kasem's intro into Belding's office and it draws just thunderous applause. Mr. Belding tells uh, Casey that he's the big bopper around here. He does the Chevy Checker twist, uh, which is just amazing show moment, like maybe top 10. <laughs> show moment for me and um i just love that part where it's like casey case was very indifferent to belding and uh belding is you know trying to get uh casey to make him part of the uh, the dance party and casey well, Kasem's I mean, like, I mr belding's a school principal and he he's just going throughout his day and he finally gets to meet a big hero of his and casey Kasem, and he's trying to gloat and show off and try and get on the show and hey i'm chubby checker twist off champion in 1963 let's twist again like we did last summer he tries to show off casey Kasem's just not ha i just came here for a banner i really don't really need to see this i yeah and that so that kind of leads us into um another another um dance a uh, dream sequence rather uh you've got this uh dream sequence where jesse continues to grow and, and continues to grow and she's like way up there and outgrowing people she's growing at this very second and it kind of perpetuates perpetuates that but then second jesse really develop a uh, chemistry as they're dancing to this generic max synth music that they all <laughs> come to know and love throughout the A12. series I'm sure that that's the, you know that they were able to you know get this copyright to this one you know very generic synth music, and so they um, go ahead and, and team up, and then uh, Lisa's date cancels on her because she has a sprained ankle. So good old Byron, Screech, Bill Byron, and so Screech gets his wish, pairs up um, with, of course Lisa, and then so default by default you've got uh, Kelly and Slater together. So the teams are set and the uh, the teams are on. I think let's see. Uh, Slater and Kelly are the spandex twins. The preppies Zach for Jesse and Zach. They're the powerhouse preppies. And then Lisa and, and Screech are just Lisa and Screech. So they didn't get a nickname. But my question is, Byron said he had a backup, and but we never got to see them dance. It was only those three. Did he get eliminated early? He made a horrible decision not choosing Lisa and got eliminated early. And we don't get to see Byron dance in the last final three. So that was my disappointment in the episode. I didn't get to see Byron and his partner dance and see what they could do. So that's kind of how it ends. You've got, uh, it ends with uh, Lisa and Screech winning, doing the the sprain, the famous line where Casey Kasem forgets his line, forgets what the dance was called, and he has to point the, down. The, the sprain! Yeah, Lisa kind of gives you know, Lark, uh, Voorhees gives him kind of a, some, you know, gives him a, a, a prompt there to, to, to help him figure it out. Look, look and then foot, that's kind of how it ends. 
and like as we just did our the first episode last time, we we went way into it. We're only uh, like six minutes into this, and we've kind of gone through the whole show. We talked before we started this. This is like an episode where it's kind of a seminal moment for the show because of Casey Kasem, but not a lot going on here, and we've we've kind of covered it all in uh, in short order here. So, yeah, I you mean, know, there was a music teacher that uh, they're they're doing music class and. Zach makes a joke about Beethoven, the teacher. Ha, 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 ha. I always remember that from my childhood. I found that hilarious watching it nowadays as a 34-year-old. I didn't. It didn't quite have the same punch to it. I didn't get the same humor out of it. Uh, but I, I did find this interesting. Somehow he is ordered to conduct two music classes simultaneously. I found that just irreprehensible. How could that be? Just a, a substitute or just one bring the other class in? He's going between two classes. But it worked out... Uh, in the sense of humor department, just having to go between and allow Jessie to get up and dance. That's kind of her one moment where I find that she actually works in the show. She's a great dancer. So you, you actually enjoy watching her on screen for one time. And a favorite line of mine in the episode before we call it quits here. And uh, Screech is dressed up in the top hat tuxedo. He's trying to get Lisa to go out with him. He's walking down the stairs with a girl doll dancing. Zach starts walking up the stairs and annoyed at Screech. He says, whatever you're doing, don't. And I think that's a great line, and he could use that. You could use that in almost every episode for Screech. Just Screech, whatever you're doing, just just don't. Just please don't. Screech wasn't what he would become later. Uh, they really had him sort of subdued and almost lovable. He hadn't gone through puberty yet. He was kind of lovable and a little kid. And in fact, he was a couple years younger than the main cast. So yeah, uh, and, and I think that the what wound up happening there was uh, he wasn't Screech going to he talked talked and tried to moonwalk like Michael Jackson and said he's not like other boys. <laughs> Interesting moment, to say the least. Yes. But uh, and yeah, it's it, it, just being subdued and not the big nerd that we come to know later on and just clumsy and making a fool of himself at every step and every turn. Uh, it kind of reminds me, not to get off topic here, but Family Matters with Steve Urkel. He's just the next door neighbor. Yeah, he's a nerd, but he doesn't dominate the show. And then he becomes the fans, I guess, liked it. And he kind of took over the show. And Not that I didn't like it. I love Steve Urkel, but I also liked the show when he was more subdued. But uh, it just kind of reminded me of that, how Screech starts off subdued and then becomes just a, a bigger, broader version of himself as a nerd and uh, the clumsiness that you see on and on in every episode. Well, this is the first, this show originally aired August 20th, 1989. This is the first time on NBC on Saturday mornings that viewers got a chance to have their eyes on Saved by the Bell. This is the first one. Now we've covered the first episode in our archives in episode one, which is King of the Hill. And now we're going in order on the DVDs and on Hulu. But this is the first chance that they would have seen the show. Uh, good episode, bad episode, memorable, not memorable. I think it has to be memorable just because of uh, Casey Kasem being in it. Um, but yeah, I guess if you take out Casey Kasem, short of Casey Kasem, uh, it's not super memorable. I mean, uh, Zach spends a lot of time in Jesse's room dancing. That's not really the really memorable Jesse uh, having a problem with her height saying she's growing and growing. That just doesn't really stick for me as a memorable thing that stands out in the show. And, uh, just, I wasn't a big fan of the dancing. The, the, uh, even the sprain was probably the worst part of the episode. Everyone do the, the, the sprain and just, their dance, I, I just, it didn't really connect with me. And so this one just uh, kind of falls flat for me uh, as far as the Saved by the Bell uh, episode goes. I love them all, but as far as ranking them to the others, this one kind of falls flat. I'm going to kind of agree with you there. And I do think that the Casey Kasem element makes it uh, very, very memorable. And it, it, for viewers back then that first saw that 
as big as Casey Kasem was and as identifiable as he was. And you have this dance party at this high school and just kind of setting the scene. You know, obviously, you know, we were five years old when this came out. It's hard to go back to what we felt then. We've been watching these shows. I mean, you know, uh, for those that have been listening to this podcast, this is not the first time we've watched Saved by the Bell in 20 years. We've watched these episodes frequently and are very in tune with it. Obviously, we're doing an episode or a podcast dedicated to uh, Say by the Bell, we're also, of course, going to be working in movies and other shows, too. This is going to be endless, guys. And we want you always to feel free to get a hold of us. Uh, you can email us to say by nostalgia um, at one at gmail.com. Our website, say by nostalgia.weebly.com at Say by Nostalgia Facebook. Hit us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we want to hear from you guys if you want uh, have some show suggestions, things like that, things you want us to bring up. And some of the episodes, Noah, we're going to be having frequent drop-ins from show's executive producer, Peter Engel. We had him in the first episode. We're going to be bringing him on again. But getting some hit, some tidbits and some information from Peter Engel as this goes along is huge for this podcast, and we're excited to keep going forward with it. Absolutely. We can't thank you guys enough for listening. Like Clint said, definitely hit us up on show ideas. Uh, if you want to be a part of this, if you want to come on the show and talk, we'd love to have you on. We'd love all the interaction. Hit us up on our Facebook page. We post lots of pictures, lots of nostalgia stuff there. Uh, just going back through the memories, whether it's toys, video games, music. Uh, we love the interaction, love talking to you. So definitely keep it going.